Hello and welcome to Data Endures July Tech Talk. I am Kirsten Burke and I am joined as always by Data Endures CTO and uh, CISO, um, Shane Peru. Shane, welcome. Good morning. Hi, everyone. It's good to be back. Good to Been be back. <laughs> so um, today we are going to be talking about detection and response. I think given what's going on in the market today with um, all sorts of employees, uh, remote and the perimeter uh, dramatically changing, that this is a great topic for us to discuss. And also given the aggressiveness and creativity of the threat actors we got out there, um, time is a factor. Time is a huge factor for organizations and their ability to quickly and precisely detect and respond to threats um, is critical. Shaheen, um, would you say so? Absolutely. There's um, so many, you can look at so many different um, um, sources that tell us that on average, the dwell time for an adversary inside of a network is about half a year. So think about someone rooting around inside your network and just taking their time, figuring out how best to get access to your data and take advantage of it to monetize it. So uh, what uh, the goal of all cybersecurity is really to try to kill that dwell time, to reduce the dwell time. Uh, and uh, our goal as a company is to reduce it down to minutes, if not seconds. So clearly detection and response is at the core of any cybersecurity strategy. Um, if you take a look at the market, it seems very confusing. Uh, there are, there's an acronym soup, all sorts of DRs out there with a letter in front of it. Um, lots of organizations saying they do something, but do they really do what you need? Uh, Shaheen, why don't you kind of give us a little bit of background on detection and response? So we've got uh, we've got a scenario where we run into uh, to Kirsten's point the acronym soup that's happening in the world, and what's going on is we see a massive amount of press coming out around this concept of what's called XDR. And before I talk about XDR, I want to back up and talk about the different capabilities and tools and, and techniques that lead up to what has today become XDR. At the root of it all, um, our goal is to create telemetry from which we can identify an event in a in an environment, in a network, on a PC, in a, in a system, in the cloud, wherever it is. And what we end up finding is that there's tools that have evolved over time. We started with just antivirus to stop uh, file-based threats and, and detect those and quarantine them. And it was based on definitions and signatures and... And we eventually got to today where behavioral analysis of what a executable is doing on a system is critical. And uh, we continue to jump into a world where the behaviors keep changing because the hackers are smarter and they keep modifying things. So if we start stepping through the pieces and parts that make up what is detection and what is response, at the core of it, we want to detect behavior that's bad. We want to identify things that are um, malicious on our network, be able to address the problems in the network by not only detecting that something bad is happening, but identifying where it's happening, what the source is, how they got in, and be able to plug the holes. So 
we we implement EDR systems, endpoint detection and response systems, so that they uh, when on the endpoint the user uh, clicks on a bad link, that link is blocked uh, by DNS defense. The behavior on the endpoint is blocked by the EDR technology itself, and we're able to quickly resolve the issue because we can go now and clean up a what is now a dormant file. So the response is the critical piece there, but the detection is a factor too. That type of detection is like a single ping, a single cell tower. So when we look at, um, uh, if you look at cop shows today, for example, the way they triangulate a criminal and find that criminal is that they um, look at multiple cell tower pings. So if you have one cell tower ping, it's difficult to narrow in on you know what the three mile radius is this person is in. If you uh, have two um, cell tower pings, it gets a little easier. If you have three, now you can narrow in. If you have more, you can really narrow in. So the same thing applies to network uh, uh, defense and protection. And so what we do with that perspective is now EDR is just one of those cell towers. And how do we take advantage of all of the cell towers? Uh, how do we get more cell towers to get visibility and triangulate in on uh, the attacker or hacker or the kill to dwell time effectively? So um, the, uh, the key is um, the more tools that you deploy in your network, more telemetry you're going to get and the more cell towers you're effectively creating. So how do you stop? When do you stop? What are the right tools to apply and how do you do it? And so there's our view of the world is very um, systemic in terms of the way we do it. Your security stack needs to be able to pull information in from the endpoint, from your routers, which is firewalls, from your active directory, from your DNS and DHCP, from the network itself, be able to do packet captures to get NPA and UEBA and be able to collect uh, all the materials that your devices and the trails your devices and your users are leaving behind so that you can quickly narrow in on that. That set of uh, telemetry all ties together if you have a system to tie them together. So what's happened in the world today is the security we've shared with you guys in previous tech talks that the security ecosystem is about 3,000 different vendors that are trying to sell you products to do X, Y, or Z. There's you know, 30 different EDR solutions. There's 30 different firewall solutions. There's 30 different um, uh, DNS protection solutions, VPNs, and, and the list just keeps going on and on. So. Of these, you know, 3,000 different manufacturers, who do you pick to do the thing? And if you pick them, how do you get them all to be integrated and talk to each other so that you can use them for telemetry? Because if you have all of the tools for, the, for your environment that I just talked about and they're not integrated, you just have a lot of single cell towers. You don't have a set of cell towers that you can triangulate the location of a hacker you still only have a bunch of single cell towers. So the integration is probably the key there. And where the term XDR came from, now fast forwarding to today, um, before XDR, there was MDR, which is managed detection and response, which is what service providers like data endure bring to market typically. Um, we are doing managed security and we do managed response and therefore that gives the end customer the, the ability to relax and know that they can sleep at night somebody's watching that work and somebody's going to react when there's a problem. Uh, and then they can come back the next day and clean up uh, if they want to. 
So let's fast forward to today. About three or four years ago, Palo Alto uh, branded a uh, capability called XDR. XDR, uh, so talk about EDR, which is endpoint detection and response. MDR is managed detection and response. And XDR today is like any detection and response. And so this XDR concept is um, at, a, at a minimum, it's basically saying that we want to identify anything out there and be able to detect it and be able to respond to it. But it's bigger than that. And Palo Alto's vision was bigger than that. Um, buyer beware, there are a lot of players out there that will call out that they are XDR, but they're no more than an EDR solution who has latched on to this acronym that Gartner is touting as the way to go. Um, there are a few that have followed um, suit with uh, Palo Alto's model and have done what Palo Alto has done. Um, and that that is a scenario where you want to be able to collect more telemetry. So what did Palo Alto do? Palo Alto built this great firewall. They started collecting flow data and traffic on the network and analyzing that and giving identification of uh, incidents that are happening on the network. Um, but that's one point of telemetry. They also had the firewall logs. That's the second point of telemetry. Then they uh, decided to acquire a company and they launched their endpoint solution. Now they have a third point of telemetry. Um, they implemented, uh, they, they acquired a SOAR technology for orchestration between these things, and then they created a data lake to aggregate all of the information from the endpoints and the network and all that telemetry. But it's still only three or four points of telemetry. They don't own the entire security stack. So, but what they've done, it, XDR is the culmination of that telemetry gathering and analyzing that allows you to have a triangulation of where is the incident happening. Um, and there are a handful of companies, if that, you can count them on one hand, I think, that are doing what Data Endure is doing. Um, we're marching towards releasing our XDR offering in January of this year. And our XDR offering will include um, DNS telemetry, Active Directory telemetry, uh, DHCP telemetry, the network traffic, so NTA um, integration from a telemetry perspective, user behavior as a telemetry factor, vulnerability scanning as a telemetry factor, uh, and uh, endpoint uh, uh, solution, which uh, includes a ton of tele telemetry in addition to what I've already talked about from user behaviors and entity behaviors, as well as malware identifications, uh, and then uh, uh, phishing telemetry. So you get all of the points of entry into a network. We talked about the fourfecta a few weeks ago. Think about the fourfecta coming together in an aggregated solution that is using a machine learning platform to correlate all the data from all those sort of forms of telemetry. We take time away from the hackers and give it back to our customers. And we take 200 days of detection down to minutes of detection. And that allows us to be able to, in conjunction with our partner customers, to be able to respond and shut down a potential attack before it's even had a chance to take root. And, and that's where the concept of XDR really comes in, is that don't get sucked into the media hype around XDR. Um, if you go back 10 years ago, cloud was the media hype back then. And as a service was a media hype back then. It wasn't until five years after that that people started kind of falling into the molds of what their particular as a service is. And it started to become a real 
viable technology that we can take the market and not have to implement internally and it became real, but it was a concept. XDR is in that concept stage right now. There's very few people who are actually doing XDR. So the key takeaway from what everything I just said is that buyer beware and make sure that the company who's identifying XDR isn't just deploying one agent on your desktops. Because that's not XDR, that goes back to EDR and that's a single cell tower to ping from. Thanks, Shaheen. That is a, um, a mouthful and a headful, <laughs> and I think um, illuminates why it's so confusing. And for folks that are out there that you know got into business to sell insurance or got into business to create cool software applications, to have to now take all of this information in uh, simply to run their security strategy and make sure that. Um, the core business of whatever they're doing and whatever data that they're using is secure um, is a huge lift for organizations. And when you talk about time, I think the other factor to think about with time is how long does it take an organization to build something like this themselves? How long does it take them to acquire the technology, to staff, to uh, correlate it, to maintain it? And it just seems like there is such a compelling story to take a look at managed services versus trying to get all this stuff to work on your own. Well, Kirsten, I don't know if you remember, but 10 years ago, we, uh, you and I put together a presentation for an outsourcing summit. Um, and uh, it was it was one of the, uh, it was a point where cloud and as a service things were coming out and we, we were going to a room, uh, hundreds of CIOs to talk about why outsourcing is interesting. And I, I came right after a guy who got up and he's like, shouldn't do anything yourself. Outsourcing is the only way to go. You guys don't know what you're doing. We're good at what we do. And I said, oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, and what I got up to talk about, the uh, I, I learned from the presentation we put together, but I kind of decided that was not the path I needed to go in after this individual. And um, I immediately started with how many people still do their payroll? Put your hands up. Mm -hmm. And not a single person in the room raised their hand. I said, how many of you, you still have your own internal CRM system? And a few put their hands up. I said, how many of you internally have your own email system? And a little more put up their hand 10 years ago. But, but it, it, was this, uh, it was this profession of trying to set the point that we today, it's the rare person that hosts their own exchange server. It's the rare person that hosts their own CRM platform. It's the, I, I can't think of anybody who does their own payroll anymore. And and the reason though that I'm saying all that is because we've come to conclude that doing payroll better than my competitors doesn't do anything to differentiate my company. Doing exchange better than my competitors do exchange doesn't do anything to change my company. It doesn't bring any bottom line or any revenue. And we're at a place in the world where you could build all of these things you could do them really well. You could do everything I just talked about uh, and build a integrated security stack and platform that does what is in effect XDR. But if you did, and you did it better than all your competitors, once they catch up because they hire somebody like us, have you done anything to differentiate your business other than spend a ridiculous amount of money and time? 
Right. And and so it's it's less about the concept of outsourcing or going to a managed service provider, but it's really the traditional core versus context conversation. Uh-huh. Is is the effort and the money that you're spending going to differentiating you against your competitors? And if the answer is no, they could just go out and hire someone and get the same playing level field, then why make that type of time investment and people investment and resource investment? Um, our goal is really around enabling our customers to focus on what differentiates them and take the commodity stuff off of their plate. Right. Security has absolutely become commodity. Security has become challenging because um, it, like like IT over time got specialized, security has become very specialized in different categories. Mm-hmm. And so take those specializations and pull them together and be able to say, um, I understand what's happening on the network. I understand what's happening in the cloud. I understand what's happening at the endpoint and what my users are doing and get that presented to you with actionable intelligence right. is, is a far cry from where we used to be 10 years ago. Right. Well, and I think that is playing to the strengths of your existing IT staff, right? Mm-hmm. So if you if they don't have to go into the weeds and be looking for needles in haystacks, or to your point with the GPS, um, if they're not having to work that hard and be so distracted with all of those small details, they're able to use their time, their talent, um, and really focus on the things that are going to make a difference to the business, um, keeping the, the business protected, making sure that gaps are filled, things like that. So I think uh, using the right managed services partner also really is a great way to extend the resources that you've got. Yeah, so, we, um, go ahead. Oh, I, I f- finish your thought. I was going to say, we got, we got into this business um, for that exact reason. We had uh, multiple customers years ago that got hit with ransomware pretty hard, and the impact to them was significant. It stopped their business for some for days, some for months. Um, some didn't recover fully for almost a year. Um, and while we help with the incident response and we're able to clean up their environment and stop the bleeding very quickly, um, there was the, the tools um, and solutions and the stack to prevent it from happening to begin with were not there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was three years ago that we launched our SOC and all, all of those customers that I have in memory are currently SOC customers. And uh, we've been offering SOC as a service and today it's the fastest growing part of our business. Today we're monitoring and managing security for customers across 23 countries and six continents. And um, we're ma- helping people sleep at night and killing that dwell time. And so this the, uh, the evolution of where this XDR conversation comes in for us is we started with the SOC business. Um, we then looked at this, the notion of the trifecta, which was you need to have a DNS defense solution that is blocking your users from going to bad links. And then uh, beyond that, if the link you get, if the link goes through and the DNS defense doesn't block it, you need to have a solid EDR solution to stop the executables from causing problems. And if that fails, you need to have a SOC on the back end monitoring your network and telemetry and all the different things I talked about. So that was our trifecta. Then COVID happened and phishing went through the roof and once it increased by about 600%. And so we added a fourth, and now we call it our four-factor, which uh, there's a front-end layer of defense, which is anti-phishing protection up front. Um, security awareness helps 
in terms of your users not clicking on bad links, but um, the anti-phishing protection was really designed around, let's stop it from ever getting to them. Uh-huh. The security awareness should not go away. Let's continue to train the users what to do, right. but let's try to prevent it from ever getting there. Right. If it does, then EDR. If it gets through that, then, I'm sorry, DNS, then EDR. And then if it gets through all of those, then we're at the um, SOC again. So our next level was, all right, so we are doing our SOC as a service. We need to be able to offer our customers who don't have, they're still on old antivirus solutions. We've sold, uh, helped to sell technologies in that are modern EDR solutions. And we decided we were going to launch our EDR as a service, which is releasing this quarter. And uh, the EDR service is effectively a managed EDR that integrates with the SOC and that telemetry is finely tuned and tied. Again, another point, another point on that triangulation uh, ping, if you will. And then the evolution of that is um, um, go from there to manage detection and response, which is orchestrated automation in your environment to shunt the firewall ports, to stop traffic, to take a machine off the network. Mm-hmm. And then the evolution of that is our um, release of our XDR platform, which will come out in the first quarter of next year. So all those things are, it took it took getting the telemetry and the integration for these different platforms to get to XDR. So the reason I said buyer we would beware to begin with is there are companies who were EDR yesterday, but they're XDR today. They did nothing different. Mm-hmm. They they latched on to a uh, acronym soup acronym and uh, and have, have decided to try to ride the train or the coattails of companies who have actually done something in this space so uh, well and I think you know just in you're talking about the evolution of even detection and response but even starting further back the X factor in XDR suggests that we're not at, at the end game. It suggests that something else is going to happen, whether it be in the market, whether it be a new technology, whether it be a new type of threat vector. And therefore, with XDR, you've got that framework that is not only going to accommodate what is known today, but is going to be able to weave in what you need tomorrow. Is that a right description of that? Absolutely. I was having a conversation with um, uh, one of our longtime customers and um he, he made a, a wise comment, which I'm going to, if you're watching, Bill, this is for you. Um, the uh, the comment he made was that, uh, it, that, that what I said earlier uh, was actually something that came out of the comments he made, which was se- security used to be part of IT, and it has evolved to where IT became differentiated and security was still part of IT. Now security has massive differentiation and specialization and people are doing things. And uh, and what he mentioned is every day I learn more about security, and I said it will never stop, Bill, because security yeah. keeps changing; it doesn't stay right. still. Right. And um, and that's part of what you know for propeller heads like me. That's what keeps us going and gets us excited. And how do we, you know, whack a mole, if you will? It's it's like on on some level it's very serious. On another level, it's this idea of I can outsmart, outwit, um, and that's the kind of teams that we build. Is how do we find the moles, whack them, and get them out of your network so that they're not causing problems. And sure. you're absolutely right. It's There's the unknowns that are what keep us evolving and changing. And um, you, you can't build a security stack today and invest millions of dollars in that stack and expect it not to change in the next two to three years. 
Right. Well, and that's another great reason to not be doing it yourself, to not making all of those investments that don't even have the three-year ROI to be able to happen because something's changed. You need to do something different. Um, and I would say on that note, I know we're up against some time here. If I'm an organization who has made a lot of investments, or maybe I haven't, and I'm thinking, what investments do I need to make? Who is listening to something like this? What can we do to help them get started? How would we be able to help them understand where they are today and maybe what they need to do going forward? So we give a very comprehensive security health check. Um, uh, most uh, companies who do SOC as a service will give you a demo of their SIM. Uh, we actually do a security health check, which is a trial of the offering. So you're going to get a vulnerability report at the end of it. You're going to get a security controls validation, which is effectively purple team activity at the end of it. You're going to get a demo of the SIM that we use that you will get access to at the end of it. And you will get a report card effectively of how your world looks and what things need to be touched and addressed. And we don't give you the, in the, in the trial version, we're not giving you your whole network. It's narrowed, it's a limited scope, but it, it does tell you the top 10 hosts in that narrowed scope and the top 10 vulnerabilities in that narrowed scope. So it's, it's at least a, a lens to look at to say, oh, we, we didn't have visibility into these things. And I think that's uh, it's a two-week um, trial. It's super easy. It takes two hours to set it up. Uh, and we run in, in the background and monitor your network for you. And at the end of the two weeks, come back with the reports and a presentation and a demo. And you get a sense of where you stand. So I think that's the fastest way to get um, an understanding of where you are. And if you've made investments in tools and technologies, you don't have to rip and replace them. We can integrate with them. Uh -huh. But one of the things that the, this roadmap that I talked about towards XDR, it does displace a lot of technologies that you may have invested in. And the good news is you don't have to rip and replace them. But when it comes time for renewal, right. that's a perfect opportunity to assess, is this where I want to go? Is this something that does the same or better as what I'm doing today and allows me to refocus my uh, resources for something else? Well, that sounds like a fantastic next step for Honestly, anybody out there, I, I don't know how many organizations could honestly say, I'm super confident where I'm at. I'm super confident that I've got the right resources, the right correlation. So it sounds like a, a very, to your point, simple way of being able to inspect what you think is happening is actually happening within your security posture. Yep. And we, we put our money where our mouth is. The, the, uh, POC slash trial is no cost. Um, we give a 30-day guarantee for onboarding once you decide to move forward with us. And if we can't hit that, we credit you a month of service. So we really do believe that accelerating the time to being secure is critical. We do believe that killing dwell time is critical. And um, if you look all over our website, it's all about giving time back to the customer. Yeah. So giving good to the advantage is, is where we're trying to be. Fantastic. Well, Shane, thank you so much for your time today. Um, I learned some things today and I am certain that our viewers did as well. And anyone who is interested in that health check, please, uh, you can go to our website and uh, send a, a, a message in there. You can reach out to either Shane or myself. Um, 
Shane at dataindoor.com. That's the easier one because I'd have to spell my whole name. Uh, but thank you all for